0: Welcome to the Armor Men's Health Show with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Hello, this is Dr. Mystery, host of the Armor Men's Health Show. Welcome to our show. I'm joined today like I'm joined every week by our co-host Donna Lee.
1: That's right, everybody. Hello out there listening. Happy day today.
0: We are bringing you this show brought to you by the Urology Practice started in 2007, NAU Urology Specialist. I'm a board certified urologist. Donna just certifiable.
1: Mhm. And funny. And super cute.
0: Well, she thinks a lot of herself, which is very nice. (laughs) I think confidence has a lot to do with being a comedian and a surgeon. What do you think?
1: That's true. I am a stand-up comedian. Yes.
0: She was voted the seventh funniest mom in America by Nick Nick at at Night.
1: To which my mom always said in her Thai accent, who Nick? Who Nick? Why is Nick making such a
0: big difference at (laughs) night? (laughs) We are a men's health show. We love to focus on things between the nipples and the knees. I'm Mm -hmm. a urologist. I love talking about dingle bears and yum-yums. But today we're going to talk about something different.
1: Why are we talking about?
0: We have a wonderful opportunity today. We are we have a guest. We do? We have to be on our best behavior.
1: This guy over here?
0: Yes. Okay. Dr. Joel Hurt with Austin Orthopedic Institute. Dr. Hurt, welcome today. Hey, thanks for having me. Welcome. You know, Doctor Hurt is the inspiration of this show. Did you know that?
1: Nuh-uh. really, he is.
0: He is. We wow. sat one day, and he <laughs> said to me, "He goes, you know, Sonny, we don't need to prepare or have like big like videos that are real fancy and stuff like that. Just the stuff that we know off the top of our head, our patients would love to hear." And that really inspired me to do this show because we don't even prepare. Obviously, right, we don't.
1: Obviously, it's very clear <laughs> that we don't. I
0: think that most of our listeners have pretty good idea. Did that you we know don't that, Doctor Hurt,
1: doing. that you were the inspiration to all this magic?
0: Is that really true? It is absolutely true. Wow! So thank you so much for joining us today. I feel like I got to be an inspiration to you because I gave you the the, the confidence to become <laughs> your own orthopedic surgeon and, and and set off on your own and start your own thing. For sure, that was part of it. No, yes, you were, yes,
2: you were an inspiration for sure. Oh,
1: so you're you kidding?
0: No, <laughs> there's no doubt. I'm telling you. <laughs> wow. We'd love to. it's last time, called the Mutual Admiration right? Society. All
1: right. swinging your penises around. So,
0: again. <laughs> so Joel. Yeah, that Can, was Saturday. Continue. Joel. So you're an orthopedic surgeon, and what is your specialty area?
2: Uh, I specialize in knee and shoulder, everything from uh, sports reconstruction to replacements in both those areas.
0: So, you know, as I get older, approaching 50 soon, Mm. I find that sometimes after doing even, like, activities that I've been, like, routinely doing, like sitting on the couch... (laughs)
1: Watching TikTok?
0: Sometimes. My thumbs hurt. No. Um, uh, we, we often see in the practice um, men who are trying to achieve more and more as they're getting older and older. We see so many that are doing testosterone replacement and trying to work out. But uh, these weekend warriors, there's, there's some injuries that these people kind of can complain of when it comes to their knees and lower extremities. You know, I thought it would be good for you to talk about what are some common complaints
2: that men experience and what causes them. Sure. Absolutely. I'd love to do that. You know, we have people coming in all the time who um, are in various phases of their life. So we talk about the – let's talk about the most common where I start seeing these things is in the late 30s, early 40s. And, you know, you're used to participating with sports at a certain level, and all of a sudden stuff starts happening. Um, You start having swelling or pain or clicking and catching that used to not happen. And usually it's the day after, and it gets to the point where you're even seeing like a little – uh, bubble develop on the side of your knee, and this is an effusion, which is fluid on your knee, that's super common. And so a lot of times we have to sit down and look at the x-rays and, and talk about, in many of these cases, not all the cases, many of these cases, these are, these are signs of what I say, it's too many birthdays. It's the accumulated um, injuries that occur over time, plus it's genetics, and you're starting to see some wear and tear in your knee, and it's starting to show up. Now men, you know, we don't often listen to our bodies, and
0: uh, the, idea, the idea that we would stop doing an activity just because it causes a little bit of pain, sometimes is mm-hmm. a little foreign to us. Sure. So when should men, you know, if they're having any kind of pain, you know, what kinds of pain should men like stop doing the activity or start adjusting what they're doing?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. And I think, you know, even to, before I answer that, let me just say the goal is to keep you active. Anybody can put you in a wheelchair. Anybody can say just stop doing things. But the goal is to keep you doing the things you want to do. So. When should you take a pause and say, this is more serious than just a little tendonitis? Um, if you see swelling, and the easiest way to tell that is if you straighten your knee out and you see a bubble there, or if you can push on one side and it's like a, a water bed, you can feel this fluid wave go through, through your knee. That's the check engine light of your knee. It doesn't tell you what's wrong, but it says there's something going on inside of your knee that's, that's more significant than just a little tendonitis, and it's probably worth getting that looked at. That's one, um, one sign. Another sign would be if you are starting to have pain at night, at rest on a consistent basis, starting to limp um, during or certainly after the activity, I think that's a sign that you should get it looked at for sure.
0: I think a lot of us have seen or experienced uh, people who have an acute injury or some kind of major injury to their knee uh, during a physical activity. And you know, uh, being the urologist, all I really know is the ACL. So maybe you could tell us what (laughs) what are the ligaments that- that, And
1: not the music festival.
0: No, not that one. Mm-hmm. I can't get tickets to that one. <laughs> I could probably get tickets to the ACL that breaks my uh, my leg though. So, so if if somebody's going to uh experience an acute injury, what uh what is likely to be injured and what are the symptoms of that?
2: Yeah, so I mean, I see almost daily in my practice somebody coming in and having some event where they are playing a sport, they usually try to cut, make a hard cut and they feel their knee shift and I saw a uh, patient yesterday, and he said, it felt like my knee exploded inside. Mm. Immediately swelling, and almost almost 100% of the time, you're done participating. You can't go back on to the court or the field. Or you're, you can take a few steps, and then you realize you really are you're not. You're not walking this one off. No, no. You're not, you're not playing another quarter, or you're not finishing the next tennis match. That's not happening. And so th- that is a, that's a typical history. And Before I go in the room, nine, nine, nine times out of ten, I know that patient has an ACL tear. Oh
0: my gosh. And so, uh, when, when that happens, is that an immediate surgical repair? What what happens to that patient? You know, yeah. what are you planning on doing?
2: Yeah. So, you don't your ACL won't heal itself, but you don't have to have an ACL to do many many things in life. And I've told this to many patients. You can live a happy, healthy life without an ACL. What you can't do is you can't cut and pivot. So you can run as long as you're running straight ahead. You can work out. Daily activities in most cases are fine. But if you try to go play a sport where you're going to plant and cut to the side your knee is most likely not going to be stable. It's going to shift again. And every time that happens, it's going to cause damage. So that
0: my wife can't run away from me.
1: <laughs> she runs straight forward. She, she can no, she only can run straight. straight. She can run straight. <laughs> well, right. Well, I know what I'm doing today.
0: <laughs> Tearing her ACL. So if somebody's going to fix that, um, what are some of the options that people have to fix it? And, and you know, uh, so many people come to me ironically, and say, my knee hurts, can you order me an MRI? Like they immediately want, they think the MRI (laughs) is like the end-all and be-all of all imaging tests. What is the appropriate imaging that people should expect? What is the timeline people should try to get things fixed when they have knee problems?
2: Sure, I'll talk about that. And they can go to my website. I have a video that's how to know if your ACL is torn and goes through all this in detail. But uh, if you've got that swelling, if you had that event, then I think you should get it looked at because there can be other things wrong as well. You can have meniscus tears and particular type of meniscus tears that are more urgent that can cause damage if you leave them alone. A locked bucket handle meniscus tear is what's in my mind right now. But it, let's just assume it's just an ACL tear. What are we typically going to do? We're going to examine them. Usually I can tell before they leave the room. We get them MRI to confirm, but I can tell before the, they leave the room that they have a tear just by a physical exam. And generally, we're gonna let some time go by. We're gonna get their knee moving, get their swelling down. Within three to four weeks, most people are walking without a limp. The vast majority are doing fine. Even
0: if without a repair.
2: That's right. And, oh. then, and then to your point, what do we do? Well, if we're gonna reconstruct it, we, you know the patient says, I wanna go and participate in these sports. This is important to me. And generally, that's 99% of people under the age of 40, and even most people in their 40s. Um, then the number one way to do this is to reconstruct it. So uh, ACLs don't heal themselves in cases, and... um there are some people experimenting with trying to repair them these days. That's been done in the past. There's old saying, don't be the first person or the last person to do anything and in terms of surgeries. And so um, I think we need to see that evidence that that is actually successful and really has long-term legs before that becomes mainstream. So by far and away, most people are reconstructing. That means you're taking a ligament from somewhere else in their body or from, a, uh, from somebody else who's recently passed away, and you're inserting it in a, um, through surgery to reconstruct, to reproduce that ligament.
0: So most of the time when somebody's getting an ACL repair, they're getting like a cadaveric or some, some, some other ligament from, you know, either from that person or from somebody else to replace that, 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 that segment as opposed to trying to tie together the torn ligament that they already have in Almost that. 100% of the time.
2: And it, so I, that's why I use the word reconstruction versus repair. So,
0: um, you know, we've talked about all the wonderful resources that you have. Where is your website? How do people get to be patients of yours? And how do they get to learn so much more about orthopedic injuries?
2: Sure. So we're part of Austin Orthopedic Institute. And you can go to austinoi.com. Myself and my partners have lots of resources on there. On my webpage, there's um, a ton of videos, and I'm adding to those all the time, and those are educational. They're free, and they're just to help patients. They get to know me, but if it helps them in any way, even if they don't come in, that's great. You can call us at 512-856-1000 if you want to come in, and we'd love to see you.
0: Eight five six one thousand. that's amazing. Why do we get <laughs> such a stupid phone number? That's
1: your fault. <laughs> you picked that like 15 years ago.
0: It is like the we worst We need like
1: 856 nuts. I, or
0: something. Okay, look it up. <laughs> if anybody here works for ATT, please. 856 nuts. nuts. You're welcome. We will get no female patients. No, you understand?
1: Know that's, that's okay. We'll get do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, we think a lot. Oh my God, yeah. our humor. Jeez. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Call us during the week at 512 We're in Round Rock, North Austin, South Austin, and Dripping Springs, Texas. Our new shiny website is armormenshealth.com and we're going to continue this discussion with Dr. Joel. We'll be Hunt. right
0: Hello, and welcome to the Armour Men's Health Show. I am Dr. Hey. Mystery, board-certified urologist and host of this wonderful show, joined as always by my co-host, Donna Lee.
1: That's right. You finally got it right. The Armour Men's Health Show.
0: You know, Donna, uh, I've been doing medicine for a long time.
1: That's why you have gray hairs. And
0: this week, though was mm-hmm. the first time I really wanted to just punch a patient.
1: Oh, stop it.
0: I'm telling We're you. We're doing this on the radio? I walked into the room. And he said? He said, you know, I'm really comforted to see a more mature, older <laughs> doctor. Uh, I could not believe what he said
1: to me. And he just I, walked out.
0: I was confused. <laughs> I looked behind me. I looked behind me wondering
1: who he Who's was he talking, talking about.
0: Oh, it's you. But this is our 15th year.
1: Yeah, that's why you have all the greys. It's very I'm an handsome. old doctor now. You are.
0: I'm not the young buck on the field anymore Mm-mm. doing cutting edge stuff.
1: No. I'm just like the old guy. I did have the photographer's color in, though, on the Photoshop of oh, your headshot. Oh,
0: we know. <laughs> My favorite thing is to get headshots because they put that thing Spray in your mia. hair where it makes you not makes not as thick. bald. Well, I got you. Anyway. if you want to look at our headshots, where do they go, Donna? <laughs> they go
1: to ArmorMen'sHealth.com. This show is brought to you by NAU Urology Specialists, which Dr. Mystery founded 15 Just years. 15 minutes, just minutes ago. Early. That's why he's so young. I just
0: graduated. <laughs> we are joined again by a wonderful, wonderful guest, a great friend of our practice, an amazing doctor, Dr. Joel Hurt. Welcome back, Welcome Joel. Welcome back. Thank
2: you so much. So, Joel, where did you go to medical school? UT Southwestern in Dallas. Oh, man. Nice. That's the second best medical school in Texas, <laughs> don't
0: well,
1: What's the first?
2: Obviously, Baylor.
0: Yeah. Okay. And where
2: did you do your training? I did it at Parkland, at uh, right next to UT Southwestern. So, I spent nine also, years in Dallas.
0: The second best place to learn <laughs> urology, behind Baylor. Oh, no. That's weird. Well, that's good. And you can say all your alphabet and stuff like that, so that's nice. And what is the name of your I practice? I knows his phone number. Uh, Austin Orthopedic <laughs> Institute. That's
1: right. What's the website?
0: AustinOI.com. That's right. As men age, arthritis is a very commonly stated reason for so many of our aches and pains. So maybe you could tell us kind of where are the most common places that arthritis hurts us. Why are you Southern us?
1: all of a sudden? What happened?
0: Oh, I'm Lockhart. Just no, like you, I'm lady. Lockhart. Okay, well, okay. you're Lockhart, tie That's right. Tell us about arthritis. Talk what is it? And like, what are the main uh, joints that are going to get affected by this?
2: Sure. So when I talk to patients about arthritis, I just try to keep it simple. And this is a deterioration of your cartilage surfaces in your joints. The major joints that are involved that we usually see are hip, knee, and shoulder. As the cartilage deteriorates, whether it's genetic, whether it's related to post-traumatic changes, you had an injury years ago, and that's led to this deterioration, As it occurs, the surfaces are no longer as smooth as they used to be, and so you start having pain, you start having swelling, you start having locking, catching, and oftentimes people don't anticipate as instability. They say, my knee feels unstable. It's not a ligament problem. It's oftentimes just arthritis. It's just another manifestation.
0: What is the most common, like, first-line treatment for arthritis
2: that people may overlook? Yeah. So we can't turn back the hands of time. Our our ability to repair or restore cartilage back to normal is limited, especially uh, in the diffuse, more age-related or long-term arthritis issues. If you've got a focal cartilage lesion, then we can do transplants and we can do some specialized things for that. But when it's in your entire joint, we can't restore – we can't regrow your cartilage. No stem cells, no hyaluronic acid no chondroitin and glucosamine are going to regrow the cartilage. What we're trying to do is we're trying to control symptoms. That's first line defense. And so that's physical therapy, that's anti-inflammatories and Tylenol, that's weight loss. Every pound you lose is six pounds off your knee and it's not always easy to do but can make a profound difference. That's an yeah, I mean, amazing.
1: you gain an inch in your penis. That's, <laughs>
2: an, that's right. You lose we 30 pounds, you get an inch on your
0: penis and you yeah. lose 180
1: pounds on your knee.
0: There you go. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a, a win-win. It's a great message because you would think that more orthopedic surgeons would have nutritionists in their clinic because weight loss is such an important Mm. component of joint health and knee and, and, you know, joint health in general. So when somebody has, you're talking about symptom control, physical therapy to me seems kind of opposite to Mm. what would help like a knee that's overused. So maybe you could tell us why physical therapy is such an important uh, adjunct to your therapy.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, getting range of motion, making sure that your muscles are appropriately Toned and balanced makes a big difference. Sometimes you don't understand that there are other joints affecting downstream. So um, your hip does have an effect on your knee. These things biomechanically interact, and there's a lot of proof. There's a lot of there are a lot of articles out here that show symptomatic improvement when you do the right forms of physical therapy. And so that's going to be important. You're going to need to be with a the therapist who understands this, and you're going to avoid ballistic activities, things where you're pounding and hitting. So people say, well, I like to walk or exercise. That's easy on my knee. And I, I say, no, actually, it's harder than you think. I push people to swimming biking, elliptical, and rowing as less impact Type activities that you know get your heart moving and build. Um,
1: it's a smoother motion. Right, it's a smoother
2: right. motion. Burn some calories. So
0: when somebody is using anti-inflammatories, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes people come to me and they're like, "Yeah, I take four Advil every four hours, and I've been doing it for the last twenty years." Sure. <laughs> what is what is kind of your preferred recommendations to people when they're using anti-inflammatories for arthritis pain?
2: Sure. So I think less is more. All these things are foreign substances in our body, and they can have side effects. They can affect your your kidneys clearly. They can cause gastritis and if, if you, and lead to bleeds et cetera. So even ib- ibuprofen, as common as it is, can have issues. So you want to be careful with that. I think firstly, you use, try to use them only when you absolutely need them. You can use them prophylactically before you're going to go do an activity. So if you're going to go climb a mountain and you know you have a little arthritis, taking ibuprofen beforehand, just like if you're going to go drink and you don't want a hangover, taking it beforehand can actually be incredibly effective. That's a really good piece of advice there is that if you if you kind of prophylactically do things. You know, I love that word.
1: Mm, All day.
2: Because
0: pulling out is a terrible strategy.
1: That's right. A
0: vasectomy is better. (laughs) Vasectomy is much better. Well, when it comes to when do you seek care for arthritis, what are the the kind of hallmarks of when, you know, my knee pain or shoulder pain or elbow pain or whatever pain Mm -hmm. really needs the, the help of an orthopedic surgeon?
2: Yeah, I think just how it's affecting your life. So when you're starting to miss things that you want to be able to do. So this, and I'll just use the example when I'm trying to help somebody make a decision if they should get a knee replacement. What I tell them is, You'll be re- you're ready for it when number one you have confirmed arthritis but also you've tried other things and then the last thing is and conservative options that we've discussed including injections et cetera and the last thing is your your life is changing you're not able to go and do the things that you would want to go do. Spend time with your grandchildren, um, go on this hike, things that are reasonable. We're not talking about running marathons. We're talking about reasonable things. You find yourself sitting more and more or missing out on activities or you're just suffering. You know, at night your knee is aching and keeping you up. It's time to start thinking about
0: that. So if you put a joint replacement at one end of the spectrum sure. and anti-inflammatories and just physical therapy at the other end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. what are some of the middle range things that people may not know about that people could take advantage of that an orthopedic surgeon would do? To help with
2: that kind of pain, yeah. So we talked about some of them: weight loss and therapy. You can also do injections. Cortisone what are you injections. Injecting? So you can put cortisone in your, in your knee. And so what is that? I tell people it's like a heat-seeking missile of ibuprofen in your knee. It's a lot more effective than just taking oral meds. It's going to have a much more profound effect when it works quickly within five days. It can last varying amounts. We, I give about a thousand a year. I've looked at that, and we just give a lot of these. I've been doing this for a long time. It is a tool. It is not the tool. It doesn't actually cure the arthritis, but it can be incredibly effective. I have patients who get an injection and don't come back for. Years sometimes, and I don't. And so it, they can be very helpful.
0: Are there things that a patient would know to look for that makes uh, an injection better or worse, or an injector better or worse? Sure. Injector. Define that. Like you. Okay. Like, like, okay. like like if I'm looking for a guy to inject my <laughs> sure. knee, what am I looking for?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> a guy with I, small besides, hands. because I, there's only so many Baylor graduates. You know, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I think most doc, most most orthopedic surgeons can inject a knee well. Uh, that said, when somebody comes to me and they've tried an injection and they have mild arthritis and they didn't respond, oftentimes I'll try it again. Because I don't know if their PA did it. I don't know if, um, if a patient is a little bit overweight. They had a little bit difficulty getting it into the joint. But if you haven't put the cortisone in the joint, it's not going to work. And so I want to make sure, you know, trust but verify that I, that, that actually didn't work. It, so. it, it's such a spectacular piece of advice because oftentimes patients will
0: come to me and they'll be kind of frustrated that I want to go again and do something that a previous urologist did. Mm-hmm. And I, I always think to myself, like, that same thing, trust but verify, because, you know, having a great ego is a really important, like, prerequisite <laughs> of, being great, uh, of being a great surgeon, you know, and I never think anybody does it as good as right. I want to do it. So, uh, just, so after injections, um, have you seen any kind of more holistic or kind of other kinds of
2: approaches that people have taken that have worked? Sure, sure. I mean, I think um – so for sure we've talked about waste loss, and for sure we've talked about getting other things um, tuned up, et cetera. And then there are things out there that people have used some um, of the um, some of the more um, less less prescribed type medications that are out there. I'm trying to think what's the what's the anti-inflammatory that's um, Celebrex. We use a well, lot. Well, that's of, pers- no, that, but I'm talking about um, like the her, like her, topicals. Her, no topicals or um, yeah. turmeric.
1: Turmeric, turmeric. Yeah. we do
0: a lot of that. Yeah, design. we do a lot of turmeric. Now, do, do people ever inject like
2: like spongy stuff into the into the joints? Sure. So so their hyaluronic acid is a is a lubricant, a thick gel that we inject into the knees. Um, meaning, orthopedic surgeons, anybody who does musculoskeletal care can do that, and that has. There's some evidence that that can help with symptoms it doesn't regrow cartilage but it can help with symptoms and it works completely differently than steroids do.
0: Well Joel, I can't thank you enough for uh, giving us such great advice and you got to use lubricant and prophylactic.
1: I <laughs> learned two things too today. My ability to not ever exercise is going to pay off soon because I'm not going to be hurting and That's we don't use the words miss a heat missile guided can you can enough. you get arthritis
0: sure.
2: of the butt? Because I do a lot of sitting. Mm. Mm.
1: Anyway, website. Joel,
2: how do people get a hold of you? Yeah, so you can uh, reach us via our phone number, 512-856-1000. You can find us on our website, austinoi.com.
0: Can't thank you enough. And Donna, thank you so much for another great show.
1: Keep guided missiles. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> Dr. Mystery wants to hear from you. To submit a question, visit armormenshealth.com. We'll be right back with the Armour Men's Health Show.